Holy cow, what a great program today. We've got the good, we've got the bad, and we have Bill O'Reilly. You figure out which is which. All of that on today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. I want to tell you about this audience. I want to tell you you are not alone you are just not alone we have raised 19 million eight hundred and eighteen thousand dollars we are two hundred thousand dollars away from our goal that i gave on wednesday of 20 million dollars by the end of the week to help gain freedom for about 5,000 people. I don't even know how we're going to do it yet. We are, I mean, gosh, our guys, please pray for our guys. They are, I don't want to say, they are in harm's way. They are in harm's way. And so are others. And um, when I get the details, I get, I get updates uh, from the scene, if you will, uh, about five times a day. And every time I hang up the phone and I'm like, only God can do this. Only God can do this. And uh, I mean, these people are, uh, I'm, I'm truly afraid we're going to lose a lot of, uh, of our, of our staff, of our team. Um, because, uh, this is so dangerous, so dangerous. Um, but I will tell you this, we will get those people out. We will get those people out. Uh, the churches have disbanded over there. Uh, Christians are not even, they're not hanging together. They're not hiding together. They're all hiding separately. Um, they're, the Taliban is stopping you, checking your phone if you have Bible app or you know um, anything to do with Jesus on your phone. You're instantly being killed. Um, they are, they are setting Christians on fire. Those who have converted, cause they're the worst, according to the Taliban. Uh, it is, please pray for these people. I have the list of names and, uh, I can't give you the names. Uh, I've asked for permission to give first names out and I'm going to be I'm going to be giving, I have to pray on this some more, but I'm going to be giving the names, the first names of people. Uh, you know, and it's like going to Italy and trying to find a Maria. I mean, <laughs> you're not going to have a hard time. Um, you're going to have a hard time finding out which one it is. Um, but uh, I, I would love people to have a name, even if you don't know anything about them, and take them on as your person. Um, because they feel tremendously alone. But I want to tell you how great this is. The response has been unbelievable. And so you know, we've had my donation, and somebody else gave $300,000. Then I think there was a $50,000 donation. Uh, and the rest of it, has come in well under 10,000. There's been a couple of $10,000 donations, but most of it is like hundreds, twenties, fifties, tens, fives. It's you. Let me give you a couple of stories because 
because the the NazareneFund.org has been so swamped and running so slow, people have been trying to get onto a phone and make a donation. And you can do that, 972-499-4747. That's the phone number for Mercury One. If you don't have the internet, God bless you. And you want to send us a check, you can send it to Mercury One, P.O. Box 140489, Irving, Texas, 75014. Just check and make sure that's at glenbeck.com, will you? But our phones have been ringing off the hook. Let me tell you just, let me tell you three people that called yesterday. One was uh, a donor that called in. She was so sweet. I'm going to try to track her down today. She said she was giving $25. And she said she had saved up her money because she needed to buy some new shoes. She said she knew she was poor and that it wasn't a lot. But she prayed on it and she said God told her he would take care of the shoes if she would just help his people in Afghanistan. This is the kind of faith that will restore our country. This is the kind of devotion that we need to have and i will tell you our god will lead us to peace uh i'm i'm calling her today i you know maybe i'm maybe i'm acting for god here but uh it's just me acting as me i'll I'll take care of her shoes (sighs) what faith Donor from New London, Ohio. He called up, donated his entire Social Security check for the month of $604.70. A pastor called us, said he'd been trying all day to donate via the website, but the bank was declining it. So he called in desperation saying, please tell me I'm not too late. He mailed us a check. Now his, his church has 50 members, 50. He called all of them yesterday and said, can you help? He's mailing us a check for $10,000 from his entire congregation. The blessings, the blessings are going to be, God is moving. God is moving. We got a call from a mom said my 8-year-old gave me $4.25 all of the money he had in his piggy bank he said he just wanted to help these people and then after he said here's all my money mom is there anything i have that i could sell and what can i do to earn money This is such a good teaching moment for your kids. We usually keep our kids away from stuff like this. We don't want them to see it. I think our kids should see it. My older kids didn't didn't witness September 11th. They saw none of the footage until they were in college. And uh, in some ways, I, I can't decide. In some ways, that was a mistake. In other ways, it was good. I, I can't decide. But this is one 
where we have to begin to decide who we are. Who are we? What is, wor- what is worth living for? What is our money worth? You know, our money is going to be so worthless soon. <laughs> it's just that, you know, the more you try to hold on to your money, the more it's going to slip through your fingers. There's just, you know, what are you going to do? When the Fed comes out, I talked to Neil Ferguson. You know who he is, Stu? The really great historian. Yes. I asked him, uh, it's a podcast that comes out next week. Uh, I asked him, what, if you're a historian from 50 years from now, what do you see? How do you write it? And he just, it just came out. It was beautiful. It was poetry, but it was really sad. Uh, And, you know, it was the end of Taiwan. And as soon as that happened in 2022, he says, writing future history, that the American dollar crashed and there was no coming back from it. And for the very first time last night, when I heard we were close, we were at $18 million last night when I went to bed and my daughter came over and she sat with me and I said, honey, I, I, uh, my emotions are all so jumbled. I said, for the very first time, uh, we're living in times. History's, history doesn't just repeat itself. It is repeating itself. And for the very first time, I can understand how people who were trying to save Jews in Germany must have felt. Look, just, just let them go. Let them go. Here, here's, here's money. Here's money. By the way, we're not doing that. But families did. Here, just take the money. At $20 million, we have, we have all of the resources financially that we need. I have an Airbus 380 sitting on a tarmac waiting to go. Chartered. Ready to go. I got to get the people there. I got to get the people to the airport. <laughs> we have all the money that we would possibly need. And... What's wrong with these people? They'll be gone. They're out of your hair. They mean nothing in the end. To you, they mean nothing. They mean something to us. We're just facing evil. The airport uh, was, um, I can't give you very much information on what we're doing, and I'm really sorry. I will tell you, once we get these people out, I will tell you all everything that, that is happening. We are, we are working multiple angles. Let's just leave it at that. Um, but the airport is crucial uh, for so many. Every, every nationality is trying to get out of that one airport. And uh, the federal government shut it down yesterday. Uh, for 48 hours, no planes can fly in, no planes can fly out unless they're theirs. British, uh, I mean, military. Um, no other flights can come in or out. So that means all those people who are standing at the gate, they have, they have to just survive for 48 hours. And then maybe the federal government will open it back up. This is the first time the State Department has ever run an evacuation. Now think of that. Why? Why would we give this job to the State Department when 
it's a military operation. Probably all their success with Benghazi. There's, there's one everyone over. <sighs> exactly right. Do you know all they have to do to s- settle those gates? All you have to do? I am told, and I believe this, I am told there is nothing like the sound of a warthog. You know what those are? The A-10s? Mm. Those things are flying lead bathtubs and they're tank killers and they tear they could tear an entire forest down cut it down to the ground um and nothing sounds like those things we we failed to do this because of clinton our secretary of state she would not do it they were begging the navy was begging let us strafe them and you don't have to fire the guns you just take one of our jets and you fly them about 50 feet over people's heads, it breaks every window for a mile. And you, you fly those over the gates. It will scare the bat crap out of the Taliban. Where? Why? Why can't we do that? Why? Why aren't we doing that? Because the ends justify the means to these people. It's peace. It's not peace at any cost. There is no peace. There is no peace. It's not peace at any cost. We don't leave people behind. This is not us. Anyway, I just, I want you to know that we take I, I see the donations. I see the donations that have come in at $5. I've seen. I know what this money means. And we are going to do everything we can to be as frugal with that money as possible. But if it, it means spending a little more because that's the only way to get somebody out, we're going to. But the goal was $20 million, and I, I, I'll get an update here at the top of the hour. We're $200,000 away from that goal. And it is sacred money. And it is to bless not only these people, but it will bring blessings to us as a nation. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you. I have never seen a better group of people ever. You are remarkable, and you give me and millions of others hope. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. It was just the... Oh, my God. I just got the update. It is. Uh, it was just three days ago. It was Wednesday at this time that I first said, we've got to help these people in Afghanistan. And I had been working behind the scenes with my charity, the Nazarene Fund, to uh, figure out a way we could go help these people. And especially because the Nazarene Fund's Uh, mission statement is for persecuted uh, religious minorities so anybody i don't care if they're muslim and they're the wrong muslim uh if they're about to be killed can we help them 
We have a list of about 5,000 Christians alone. These Christians are the ones that are really marked for death because most of them are the Christians that have converted in the last 20 years. That's on their paperwork, and that's a death sentence. They're in hiding now. I said to you on Wednesday, my team tells me for 5,000 people, it's going to take about 20 million. They told me that on the air. I didn't even know. Uh, that was a number that I didn't think we could make it. I really didn't because uh, we needed to have the money right now. Uh, let me give you the update. I just got it. 21,123,541.60. Unreal. Unreal. There's awesome. been no outside media. There's been nothing. That is just this audience. That should give you great hope. People's hearts have not closed, and we are not for what's going on in our country right now, especially with Afghanistan. Thank you so much. 21,123,541.60. We join now Bill O'Reilly, uh, who I think has a ton to say about what's happening in Afghanistan and the debacle. Hello, Bill. How are you? Well, I congratulations to your audience. You know, that's unprecedented. I don't think it's unreal, but I don't think anybody on the radio in American history has raised that kind of money for a charitable event that quickly. I, so I, I hope you get a press release out on that. <laughs> uh, that would be interesting to see. Nobody will. Which media actually reports it. Yeah. Uh, because you know how corrupt. Yeah. And media. you know what? Anyway, that's not, A, that's not what we're doing it for. And B, I'm just, they're only going to cover it, Bill, when they, when they come up with an angle to smear me and to smear this effort. That, that's the only no, time they'll report, they'll report it. So here, it doesn't matter. You actually, here they actually, you actually have them in a corner. So if they ignore it, they're ignoring a big news story because yeah. it's a news story. I know. All right. And if they smear you because you're doing it, then we can come in real heavy against whoever would do that. I don't think anybody would smear you on this. <laughs> but the worthiness of getting it out would be that you would get an even more donation. No, I know. Mm -hmm. I know. Sure. I know. I know. So anyway, good job. Thank you. And um, now logistically... You're going to have problems. You know that. Oh, we are. Uh, we already have people on the ground. We have all of the planes. We had one on final approach at the airport yesterday when they close when the military closed it down, um, and we had to go back. And it's 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 a absolute mess. Bill, tell me, is there a way this could be worse? Could he have screwed this up any more than he has? Um, I haven't even thought about that, <laughs> you know, I'm dealing with the reality of what is happening and there are two prongs to the story. There is the prong that's being widely covered in America, that it's a humanitarian disaster. The second one, by the way, uh, because the border, which is not covered responsibly Correct. is the first humanitarian disaster. Mm -hmm. So this is number two in seven months. Um, but the story, the second prong to the story is, is clear now to any intelligent person that Joe Biden cannot run this country. 
He just can't do the job. So we now know that he himself lied, and that's the word, to the country in July about the status of Afghanistan. Now, when you say the word lie, you have to take into account, did he understand what he was saying? That doesn't make it better. And there's a good chance he did, he did not. My, my position from, I'd say, month two on, uh, and you know this because we talk every Friday, yep. my position is that he is a diminished human being. But he does not have the mental capacity to do any job, much less the president of the United States. Joe Biden cannot retain information. All right. So if you have ever worked with elderly people, if you know elderly people, you know that that is common. You can tell them something and then 10 minutes later, they won't remember what you said. I do believe that is Joe Biden's state of mind right now. Now, so so, so let me ask said, you this. Let, let me ask you this. Um, did we d- do you think he ran this? Because I think he did. I think this is him. I don't. You don't. I don't. Wow, no, that makes it worse. I don't think he, he has run anything. All right. I don't think he knows what's happening at the border. I don't think he knows why the gas prices and food prices are up. I don't think he knows Afghanistan one way or the other because he is diminished but the frightening thing is he's hired people who should know but now we learn this week that he and his staff and that includes a national security advisor jake sherman who looks like a five a 15 year old in in you know some kind of student council meeting and anthony blinken who is just an imbecile All right. He's hired these people and they're in business to basically tell him what he wants to hear. Uh, He still knows what he wants to hear. He just can't remember it three hours later. I have to tell you, Bill, with everything they said about Donald Trump and the uh, what is it? The 25th Amendment where, you know, we have to have him. We have to have him checked. We have to have him checked. He may not be stable. That's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen, but I have to tell you, the other thing that should happen is Donald Trump should run for um, a House seat, become Speaker of the House, and lead the impeachment on on this guy. This is the first non-scandalish kind of, you know, uh, uh, you know, Monica Lewinsky kind of story. Um, this is plain to the American people, and I think this is all impeachable. I, I think this is the most outrageous conduct of a president I have ever seen, ever. Well, you're right in the sense that it's an outrageous display of incompetence. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Okay? But he'd never be convicted, ever, uh, in, as far as impeachment is concerned. It's not going to happen. There are too many Democrats in that Senate and the house isn't going to impeach him until you mean like Mitt Romney get back next year. But what's going to happen if you want to look ahead on this story is that after labor day, there are going to be congressional hearings on Afghanistan and all the information that we've got this week. And there'll be more next week and into September that Biden was warned. His administration was warned. Oh yeah. All of that will come out under oath in the congressional hearings. 
Now, Biden himself will not testify, and he won't be called because, remember, Democrats control those hearings. I know, I know. However, any Democrat sticking up for Biden signs their death warrant because, as you just said, most Americans of both parties oh. know this is a colossal humanitarian disaster. So it's not, you know, but beyond that, beyond that, Bill. This is a betrayal of everything that America stands for. This isn't just a humanitarian crisis. Those things happen, and they happen because they're bungled. Yeah, but this one, hang on just a minute, hang on just a minute. This one, we are betraying the, the, the principal value that we have when we send troops in. We do not leave people behind, and we're leaving thousands behind. It's an That's insult. All true. It's all true. But is it not a betrayal of the American people? Yes. Who live in Texas, New Mexico, oh, yeah. Arizona, and California. Yes. To allow millions of foreign nationals to stream into their neighborhoods. Yeah. Yes, it is. Isn't that a betrayal? Yes. It. Yes, it of is. Of course, it is. Yes, it is. So, but you're not going to get anywhere there, because the Biden administration will throw it right back into Trump, who wanted out too. But Trump, so you do you do, honestly think, Bill, tell me, because I know no, you know I Donald Trump. Trump. He'd, he know, would no. have he would have had jets flying over those people so fast. I told you last Friday about my conversation with him. Yep. Okay? That he said to the Taliban leaders, there are about 20 of them, if you hurt an American or don't participate in a coalition government, I'm going to kill you. That's what he told me he said, and I believe that. I do, too. So do too. that precluded the Taliban leadership from doing anything while he was in office. But once they calculated that Biden would not do anything to them, and he won't. But the, here's the worst part of this. Then everybody listening to us right now should understand this. The best expert in the world on Afghanistan is General David Petraeus, the former CIA director. He told both the Trump and Biden administrations, if you are going to pull out of that country, you must leave behind a residual force of about 3,000 capable of launching airstrikes and protecting people who may be in danger by doing rescue missions. That's what Petraeus told them. Now, Trump probably would have done that, but I can't say for sure. But Biden obviously did not. And, the, and this is the worst part. Not one blanking journalist has asked him about that question. Why didn't you just leave 3,000 in Bagram that could have responded to any kind of a crisis quickly. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Yesterday, a call is coming from inside the truck. Yesterday, police received a phone call. Guy sitting in his truck in front of the Library of Congress. And he says, I need to talk to Joe Biden on here right now because this baby 
It's awful. And I ain't hurting nobody, Joe. I'm not pulling the trigger on this thing. I can't. There's no way for me to blow this up. Only you can by shooting a bullet through my window. You're the only one that can do it, Joe. I love this land. And we've got a few options here. Okay. So immediately, oh my gosh, it's a domestic terrorist. It's a, it's a crazy man. He's leading a cult and he's got all of these people. And I told my wife I'd be home on Sunday and I'm looking for all the other patriots who come out here and help me. Because I got it standing. I got the foundation built. I'm here. So he's there with his truck, Mm -hmm. and he says it's full of explosives. And he's now putting out the call for all the other patriots to come out because he's got it. it. He's got it all all worked out. He's got it all worked out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know about you, but I don't think he had it. I'm underwhelmed uh, by the plan so far. So far. But you haven't even told me his motivation, so. Well, he said, I built the foundation. I'm here. They know I'm here. And I've done told them. I've done told them. That's a good way to phrase that. They cut off my health care. I can't get the damn shots for my back no more. But, hey, they'll give them to superstar athletes. They'll give it to them. So he's no, upset I think they that Obamacare. Right. No. I think they do, okay. too. Mm-hmm. That Obamacare. Uh, is uh, hmm, deciding who gets shots and who doesn't. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> I don't know if superstar athletes is the right example for that, but that, no, that's but still an issue. So yes. he's upset about mm-hmm. uh, universal health care. I'm, I'm nitpicking, though, too much here. The general point, we understand. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're not really... I don't think we get down to the nitty-gritty in his manifesto here. Okay. He said, I'm up here in Washington, D.C., and there's a capital over there. There's another capital over here. No, there's really only one one, capital. I got the police coming, and I'm trying to get Joe Biden on this phone. I'm parked here on the sidewalk right beside this pretty stuff, and they don't realize I can't set this thing off. But when a bullet hits these windows, it ain't going to be my fault. They've got the roads blocked. They know I'm here. I see the snipers over on the building. They better listen before they shoot. Better listen before they shoot. God knows there's a change shortage for a reason. Now, here we get into the manifesto. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm fascinated by this. So yeah, I, I, I wasn't that affected by the change shortage. I don't know about you. I am. He's starting to lock me in here. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, hear more. you're I need to closer hear more. to the people. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God knows there's a change shortage for a reason because I got it all. I got he, loads wait, of it. He's got all He's got pe- all of it. He's got all the change? I got like, loads of it, Biden. And it don't take but half a roll of nickels to eat through a 50 caliber bullet. So I think he took rolls of nickels and taped them to the insides of the I don't oh, know if that's, so so but that could be actually a serious thing because in all seriousness because if he's got an explosive and then he has like this is shrapnel, right? I mean, this would probably do some real damage. No, I think he was in theory to people. I think he was. That's a good point. But I think what he, I think what he said is uh, that he's using it not as shrapnel, but I think because he says it it only takes half a roll of nickels to eat through a fifty caliber bullet. So in other words, you shoot, and the row of the the roll of nickels will will stop that. I think I don't. I don't know. Again, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Mm, Um, But he said, Mm. I I got them all. I got loads of it. Loads of it, Biden. But I'm telling them, them snipers come in. They start shooting this window out. This bomb's going out because it was built by y'all's people. 
by the people y'all had in the military. Y'all were the ones who trained the man to build it, and he blowed his legs off building it. Okay, probably. It doesn't sound like the right person to be building it, frankly. Right. So this thing's right when he tells me that when the decibels hit a certain peak, it's going to go. It's going to go. Don't do it, Biden. Don't do it. The roads are blocked, and I'm waiting on your cell phone call. It's your call. You got the option. You can shoot me and kill me right here and blow up two and a half city blocks and let the patriots out in the country just know it because they ain't here to blow nobody up. They ain't here to hurt nobody. If I was, I would tell the people to leave. I would have gunned this mother and rode right up to your front door. But I'm here for a reason, Joe. I'm here for a reason. I'm here for the American people. If you want to take me out, take me out. But when the Patriots come, your ass is in trouble. Okay. First of all, I've never heard of anyone who's wanted to actually talk to Joe Biden before. So I think that, that is, is nice. notable. Well, no, 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 no. Prime Minister of England tried for a oh, while. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would, I'm not surprised. That I, I almost feel like this guy would get him on the phone faster than, than Boris Johnson. Yeah. So he says, um, no, he was, no, he was, he was num-num hour for Joe Biden. So he didn't get, oh, he was sleepy, looking sleepy. for his num-nums. Uh, anyway, American people sent me. I love this world. All I want to do is set this bomb down and go home. They told me how to deactivate it, Joe. That little blue right right there works off decibels. You come up with your little Billy Jacks, bust up my windows, and it's going to go boom, brother. And you don't want to hurt your own people. You know what you're doing is killing America. You're killing America, making people want to leave America. This is supposed to be a place where people want to come. Let them come. Black, white, lesbian, gay, LGBT. It don't matter. We're Americans. Boy, he sounds like a right-wing nut job there, doesn't he? Look, here's the thing. He's crazy. He's crazy. Um, The FBI released today the report on January 6th. There was no coordinated effort. Everything that the media has been saying has been now provable as a lie. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing report, actually. It's, yeah, it, it is. It, it says that there were a few people in some of these groups that did seem to want to storm the Capitol, but had no real plan as to what mm-hmm. they were going to do once they got in there. Everybody else was just like had no previous communication, no planning. They were just, it's essentially like, it was what we said it was, which was a riot. Yeah. That's what it was. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't an attempt to overthrow the government. Mm -hmm. No one there believed they were going to stop the counting of the votes. And maybe they, maybe there were a few people, but they weren't. Yeah. They were like, this guy is wrong. They were like this guy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's to say it was nobody is wrong, but to say that it was the general theme of the audience uh, or the people who were there is people who had just voted not for Joe Biden and calling it an insurrection is bananas yes that's what it is and the fbi has just released that report this morning go ahead try to find it um you can find it on my twitter at stew does america i've linked to it there uh there is also uh something really uh really interesting going on um that we should check in with cnn this is a cnn reporter at the airport in kabul listen to this airport now for 12 hours and on the airfield for eight hours and during the last eight hours the time that we've been waiting here we have not seen a single u.s flight 
evacuate people. Huh? We saw one U.S. flight take off about half an hour to an hour ago, but it was filled with U.S. servicemen and women. The people oh, who have been sitting on the tarmac for the last 10 hours have not been able to get on a flight, which means, Kate, because we did the whole, whole sort of process today, that all the other bottlenecks are now even more choked. Because if the flights aren't moving and the people aren't moving, then they can't bring in more people. Incredible. And so what's emerging quite clearly here is, uh, you know, it, 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 it's a chaotic scene. You have people lying on the floor with their babies. It's incredibly loud here. Obviously, we're on an airfield. There's all sorts of aircraft around. Uh, mothers trying to put their hands over their baby's ears. It's, you know, it's one thing to be here for a couple of hours, but these people have been on the airfield for 10 hours. And before that, two days, two days, Kate, to try to get through this airport, beginning with the crush and the beatings at the Taliban checkpoint, and then the very, very slow process of getting through the various U.S. checkpoints before you get to the airfield. Stop. And, you know, this is CNN. This is CNN reporting this. Um. The the I can tell you the same could be said uh, by me. We have I have my personal team on uh, on the phone with people who are on the ground at the airport. I'm getting updates all the time from the airport uh, and it is a mess. It's a mess. The U.S. soldiers are so frustrated and it's. What she's saying there is any of the U.S., so any plane that the government is doing is not coming in. And we're supposed to be bringing soldiers in, but we would bring those planes in and then we would fly them back to another base full of the people that we're trying to evacuate. That's not happening. So the government is in a logjam. Who would have seen this coming? Uh, There's another one here. Can we play the one about the throwing the babies over the razor wire, which is one of the ones you guys pulled? This this is another incredible one. This is Clarissa Ward from uh, Afghanistan. You know, I think what's sort of so striking about this is that the people who are right now throwing their babies over razor wire, hoping that an American soldier might catch it, so that they could have a better future. Those people were allies of the U.S. They worked with the U.S. They risked their lives to act as translators and facilitators and drivers and cooks. And at the end of it, this is the thanks they get. And I understand that everyone is working really hard to try to evacuate these people now. But honestly, from what we're seeing on the ground and in the eyes of many who I am talking to on the ground, it feels like too little, too late. Mm-hmm. Because the scale of this mission is now enormous beyond the capacity of any military, but even beyond the capacity of the U.S. military and, and the six or 8,000 troops who are now here. And because there's this tight time frame by which this has to be executed 
it's just staggered police. If I'm sitting here, Kate, for 12 hours in the airport, eight hours on the airfield, and I haven't seen a single U.S. plane take off, how on earth are you going to evacuate 50,000 people in the next two weeks? It just, it, it, it can't happen. Uh, pray for us. I have so much to say, and I can't say it right now. Uh, but please pray for the Nazarene Fund. Please pray for every one of our operatives. They are on the ground at the airport. They are in the air in planes. They are outside of the airport, and they are all over uh, Afghanistan. You know, I, when this started, I said, you watch for the person that will be on the stamp. And remember, we never saw one. Do you remember that, Stu? I said, look for the people yeah. that will be heroic and will be on the stamp of the new country. Right. And it never happened. Mm. Never happened. I have seen so many people that should be on the stamp of Afghanistan. And it's all happening now because we trained them. To be this way. We gave them the opportunity to be free. And you know what? They're all women. They're all women. I saw a teacher today said, I teach girls and I'm in an all girls school and I will die for those girls. They are going to school and I will die. I saw three women this week out with signs right in front of the Taliban protesting for their jobs and their rights. I have I have text messaged with the first mayor of Afghanistan this week. That's a woman. Yeah, right. She's first a woman. Female mayor. Yeah, first female mayor mm -hmm. in Afghanistan. She says, they're coming. I am waiting for the knock on the door. We're in hiding. I'm not afraid to die, but I worry about my children. Those are amazing heroes. Amazing heroes. And Americans know, we know bogus lies and bogus heroes. Oh, you're so brave. Oh, you're so brave. Oh, wow. You came out as identifying as half animal, half person. You're so brave. That's all bull crap. All of that is bull crap. All of our money, all of our jobs, everything is bullcrap. This is coming all over the world because people have screwed it up. And I am proud to be with so many people in this audience that are wide awake. You are going to save, you are going to save the world. Na, 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 na.